You don't play just love. You know the, you know the rules, rules and so do I. Take it away, Corey. Mm. Hey. There's commitment that I'm thinking of. Hey, I didn't, I didn't know the word. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Ranger Position for four lifelong friends trying to live out the dream from the comfort of the chairs. I'm Aaron, the host. I am Nothing Joe. funny. Wow. Okay, fine. Your voice was funny. It sounds like you're hitting puberty right now, but I'm Joe, the groundskeeper. I got a, um, I got a antiperspirant line coming out. It's called, uh, it's called Young Bland. So check that out. That's okay. It's not as good as Moonhug, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm Jay Lee the Rover, and at least you're consistent, Goonies. I think it's three times now that you've messed up in the opening, but I appreciate the consistency. Yeah. Three. No yep. And I'm uh, Corey the Statman, and I would be interested in investing in your new company. Uh, we can talk percentages and, uh, and stuff like that when, when we're done. Yeah, you'll be easy to fool him with the stats. He doesn't understand them, so that's true. You'll be able to take all his money. <laughs> I will give you twenty-five thousand dollars for one hundred and ninety percent of your company. Give me some good dirt. You can have it. Okay. <laughs> all righty. Yeah. Well, guys, we have made it. This is the final Woo-hoo. week of the first regular season of. Oh, Rangers. thank God! It's the final wow. countdown. Do-do-do-do. Well, for us Cardinals fans, it's been a very, very long season. So, yeah. It's been a very long countdown. Yeah, that's true. Do you know? No, I don't. Y'all see Waterworld, right? Of course. Well, listeners, I hope you've you've seen it. Corey, I don't think he has. You know know when he drops the flare in the boat and the guy down there siphoning the oils like oh thank god because finally he can die <laughs> finally, yeah. so that's that's how i feel about this uh, season. sweet release of death all right well yeah the uh season didn't quite turn out exactly like we thought it would based off our predictions um but we are here for the final round of rakings to close out the year and once again we have a first in our rankings so last week we had a first because there was a four-way tie for fifth place we each had a different fifth place team and so we got a new surprise for you all today uh once again in first place are the braves they're unanimous they lead the league in wins um they're about to clinch home field advantage yada 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 they're the best team in baseball and they're getting hurt at the absolute worst time baltimore's in second still staying strong they got all the second place votes and then start getting a little bit closer, but the Rays are staying in third with two third place votes and two fourth place votes. They were tied with the Dodgers there last week, and they have pulled to third place by themselves. The Dodgers have fallen to fourth with two thirds and a fourth, meaning somebody did not vote for them. So I'll be interested to see who confesses for that in just a moment. And then in fifth place with a fourth. And a fifth are the Philadelphia Phillies. 
they sneak into the fifth spot by stealing a vote from the Dodgers. I did not vote for them. The Rangers got the other two fifth place votes as well as the Jays rounding out the fifth place. I voted for the Jays once again, but it looks like uh, the two uh, the two fellows down there high fiving each other voted for the Phillies. Looks sounds like they connived. Yeah, this is uh, oh. this is an inside job here getting the Phillies on the you, board. You know, so the we floor did not. is yours. You know, first off, you know we didn't connive because me and Corey barely talk in the chat at all. You think we talk outside of that? That's yeah. true. He actually made mention how he, second he off Jared of doesn't know what connive means. Right. Wow. Um we can move past that though. I think the listeners knew that already though. So that's fine. Corey, do you want to take the floor or do you want me to go first? Uh I will add my uh two cents. Uh I think they're the fifth best team, obviously. I've been high on the Phillies uh, all year. Um Looking at that fifth spot, it's it has been an AL West team uh, the past few episodes, and they have just kind of beat up on each other, which doesn't make any of the teams really any better or worse than they have been. But I think the Phillies have played really good baseball lately, uh, eight and two in their last ten. Which uh, doing a quick search here is yep okay mm hmm. Tied for the best the past 10 games, and I would say significantly better than the other teams that are 8-2 and two in the last 10. Um, I, I think the Phillies have been good all year and not quite played up to what they have been, and they're getting hot at the right time, and hopefully they can keep her going. Over to you, Jared. I'll keep mine short and simple. They got this one guy by the name of Bryce. And I don't know if we're if you're allowing me to pick teams to win it all. I'm not saying that's my team, but that could be my team. I I would um they're they're towards the top of my list as well. And if you can have a guy bat under 200 but also hit 40 plus homers in the leadoff spot, aka Kyle Schwarber, you gotta you gotta love a team like that. Nor you don't. Well, that's that's fine. You're in, right. in your division. I get it. <laughs> so you said pick a team to win. So I I threw out a proposal to you guys today, and everybody gave me crickets back. Um, we got <laughs> our one last weekend prediction score contest coming up at the end of this pod. I propose a challenge that based off those rankings at our next pod, we pick World Series winners, and we get a, have a draft. Whoever has the best record goes first, second, third, fourth, and then we'll snake it and uh, we'll pick from playoff teams and see who gets the winner. That's we'll have, fine. A, have a championship belt or something along those lines. All right. So then my, my follow-up question, because I'm okay with the Phillies getting in fifth place. That's totally fine. But Jared, I want to know what, why you hate the Dodgers so much all of a sudden. How, how can you not vote for the Dodgers at all? You you want honesty? Yes. Uh, give, us both just... on, give us both honesty and lie. And okay. we'll try to pick. Cody <laughs> Freeman made him mad. Um, yeah, I blame my boy Cody. No, um, I'll just go straight honesty. I 
when filling this out, forgot the Dodgers were a baseball team. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, somebody forgot nice. because there's no way they don't make it. The Rangers do. Um, so I submitted that. And then after I submitted it, I was looking at the standings and I'm like, I made a mess up. <laughs> They're a um, recent expansion team, so it's they're easy to figure yeah, about. Yeah. I was, no I was thinking, yeah. So <laughs> that's my bad. Sorry, Dodgers. You probably should have got my vote. Um, next question. <laughs> it wouldn't have changed much if you had been the fourth. They would have stayed tied for the Rays. Philly still would have gotten the fifth place. And if you had them in fifth, and the Phillies fourth, the Dodgers would have been in fourth. So it wouldn't have changed who's, the rankings much. It was just funny that they got left off. Who's uh, Corey? Tell me this. Who's the who's the top four in Philly? Who's the rotation? I know uh, Wheeler is Wheeler, Nola pitching. Nola is still pitching. Uh, Christopher Sanchez is maybe his name. Has done really well. Kind of an unknown guy that. Um, uh, Ranger Suarez, Taiwan Walker, Lorenzen's there. I mean, they got. Lorenz is in a pin Six already. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that one, too, is super yeah. deadly. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Tywood Walker can be great. Like I, I mean, I think it's going to be, after that one, too, kind of a mix and match. Because uh, Suarez and Sanchez are both left-handed. So if you're going up against a team that's got a lot of lefty bats, then you you, you might start that, those guys that were Tywood yeah, Walker. Yeah, that immediately like that. makes them... Makes him one of my favorite pitchers. Santa's left handed. Yeah. Well, they hit yeah, two out me, of three. Let me get some heights on these. Christopher Sanchez, 6 1. Ranger oh, Suarez, Brave also 6 1. Brave said he was 6 5 the other day. I swear. They were mouthing each other because they, they saw multiple heights for him. But yeah, they, I was listening to the radio and said he was 6 5. Interesting. All righty. Well, I thought maybe it was an oversight on the Dodgers for them not to make it there, Jared. Uh, but it didn't really impact their rankings because the Phillies still would have got the fifth spot no matter where the Dodgers were voted on. So that's that's interesting. I think that's the first time all year they've been in there. Unless Corey had them Phillies? on before we started playing. That sounds yeah. accurate. Once the season got rolling, yeah. they haven't been up there. I know they may have started off up there, but I can't remember. So yeah, that's that's uh, good stuff there with the rankings. Um, so the season commences, commences, season finishes. Uh, the season Sunday. Concludes. <laughs> uh, season finishes up Sunday, and the divisions are almost all locked up. Cubs could still catch the Brewers. No, nope. nope. It clinched last night. Cubs right. lost, and the Brewers clinched. All right. So what a way to clinch. The- all the divisions are clinched, so we're just talking yep. wild cards now. AL West. Okay. So Texas has got a two-game lead on – two-and-a-half-game lead on Houston. Are you looking at right? different numbers than I was? They've got different – they got one extra game played on this MLB.com. Let me click back on this, see if it needs to refresh. It's from last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So Texas already played today. What's going on? Are they got a doubleheader coming up? I know. Uh, I don't know. We don't have to figure this out right now. This <laughs> yeah, is just, should, this com- is something we should know. <laughs> it completely caught me off guard that they have one less game played than everybody else. That's interesting. But yeah, so Texas, Houston, Seattle are all in the running for the West, uh, mm-hmm. with 
uh, some amount of games left to be played when the season finishes up. And then a lot of intrigue in both wild cards. So this will be fun. Be a good weekend for baseball. Could be. All right, so we're moving on to AL Awards. Corey, you want to take the lead? Jared's taking the lead. Who's taking the lead on this? Well, I can give my short input on the AL Go Awards. Go for it. Um, what I guess I will say is surprising about the MVP race is we talked about just two guys with Mr. Shohei and Mr. Seeger. Um, and talking to you guys before the break, I I figured like Otani being hurt would have factored into that, but it sounds like he's still going to get that <laughs> award. God bless you. Man, I thought I got far enough away from my you, mic. You, nope. you have a mute button. We just got more listeners because of that. We're going to have to... Uh, I can't um, edit that out either because Jared was talking, so... Yeah. Um, no, but I, I I guess I find it surprising that uh, Shohei's still going to get it, it seems like. So I guess that's where I'll open the floor to you guys because I know we were talking about Seager when we were in Kansas City and he's been on a roll. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's still hard to deny what Shohei did. In the, I mean, he's been done for almost a month now. Why would you say you find it surprising? I just think you lose votes when you get hurt, I guess is what I'm saying. But I guess his numbers speak for mm-hmm. themselves, and that doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of the way 95% of people would look at it. Of, yeah, he missed a month of games, but what he did in all the other months, double double wielding. It's a beast. Not, not to... Go full on stat guy here, but uh, so Shohei again, you know, because we when we when I talked about war a little bit earlier in one of the earlier episodes, saying you know there's there is a set amount of war, so if somebody goes up, somebody has to go down. Um, Shohei, even though he hasn't played, you know his war fluctuates because people either get more or get less, and then it can go to him. But so he's still sitting at ten war, next closest. This is Baseball Reference. Mookie Betts at 8.3, Ronald Acuna Jr. at 8.1. So the guy misses a month, and he's still got an almost two-war lead, um, which when you're talking about, you know, when someone has 10 war, that's a, that's a you know, almost 20% lead over somebody else. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's – he does crazy stuff. I really hope he goes – Are the Angels the still pushing, or like. where are they at? Are they still what? Are the Angels still pushing? Or are they? Oh, uh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> the Angels. The <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope he goes to a team that I don't mind, and that is good. <laughs> I don't think that will be the case, but a boy can hope. Um, boy's dream. He'll be. He'll be what? A can you? Could you name a couple of those teams that you wouldn't mind seeing him on? Um, I mean, the Cubs would be great. Um, you know, not not the Dodgers, not the Yankees, um, not St. Louis. Hmm, that's weird. You know, as as far as NL Central, I'd say the Cubs. Uh, the Giants would be great. They've been looking for their superstar. I like the Giants a lot for some reason. Hmm. Why do you like the Giants? Uh, so I really like Buster Posey. And oh, I like there Madison it is, Bumgarner. Uh. Players I, that don't play there anymore. Got it. That's true. Um, but I still, they've got a soft spot in my heart. Or I have a soft spot in my well, heart for them. Mm-hmm. That way. I, I had something pop into my head, which is obviously stupid, but I'm going to go with it. So let's say, I'm sure we have a couple of uh, listeners that are Harry Potter fans. 
And uh, let's say you put that sorting hat on Shohei. What do you think I think is going to say? Slytherin. No. I... <laughs> Not a Harry Potter house. Oh, MLB team. Oh, uh, Ravenclaw. <laughs> um, not right, really? that, that went about no. as sideways as I thought it would. You're saying like what? I don't understand how to answer this question. He's just. Do you want us to pick a team where Otani goes next year? You, or like the best fit the team hat. for Otani? Like, I'm the hat. Like okay, Aaron, just cut this out. Of, of the actual thing. Hey, no, welcome is, to another exciting edition. No, this is of good. This is good. No. If I'm the hat, hang on. <clears throat> I get put you on are, top of Otani's head. Mm-hmm. St. Louis. Yeah, I like it. Um, and then he has to go there. I think that I think the Giants actually do make a lot of sense, but um, I did start. Yeah. A Harry Potter Lego set today, so that's pretty exciting for me, and that's what I got going on in my life. Excellent excitement! Toronto. I would be surprised if it's not what you, you said, Toronto. I would be surprised if it's not a West Coast team. I, I mean, I guess I've never seen him say like, "Oh, I want to stay on the West Coast and close to my home." But, um, man, can you imagine like flying Toronto to? Back to Japan. Long flight. I guess it's a long flight from California too. But <laughs> how often does he fly back? Once a year, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. If he wants to win, yeah, he'll no, probably he end up on a coast, most likely. Back, back to the MVP conversation. I we didn't do deep dive into this, but just looking at WAR, as Corey was talking about that earlier, the top ten WAR in MLB. Otani is number one. Marcus Simeon is number two in the AL. Seeger's number three, and then Henderson is number four. So those are your top four war leaders in the uh, court of baseball reference in the American League. Henderson, as we're going to talk about in a second, the favorite to win the AL Rookie of the Year, which none of us picked, right? Correct. Yeah, I had a teammate. That's <laughs> yeah. half a point, right? Nope. Um, so, yeah, even like everybody's catching him. Offensively, if you look at offensive war, it's a lot more, a lot closer. Seager actually leads in offensive war past Otani recently. J Rod and Simeon are right there in the mix for offensive war. But then you just add that four extra war for pitching. Um, it just puts Otani over the top. So it's got to be Otani for MVP um, with a discussion who's second. So, yep. but then in the American League for the rookie of the year, Henderson's running away with it. Um, I don't know. Joe had Yoshida. Mm-hmm. He's up there, but yeah. nothing spectacular. Yeah, he's had a good season, but mm-hmm. like you said, these these AL races aren't aren't close. Yeah, similar with the with the Cy Young as well with with Garrett Cole, albeit on a very disappointing Yankees team, having by far the best year, and it's. A, a guy who is surprising that hasn't won one previously as well. So it, it'll be nice that I think, you know, he's finally going to get his, um, you know, you've got Kevin Gosman, who's done really well for the blue Jays racking up the strikeouts. Luis Castillo's had a really solid year at the Mariners, but just nothing really compared to Garrett Coles. Yeah. These, these AL races, I think that's kind of why we've, they've been pushed back on our agenda a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks just cause it's like, well, there's, 
we don't have a whole lot to say. We we can talk more about Shohei almost certainly. Um, but as far as the actual awards and the voting, it seems pretty well set. Uh, yep. How these are going to shake out. As of right now, too, Cole even passed Sonny Gray in ERA, which was the one category Sonny Gray had been kind of holding on to all year. And then Castillo and Gossman get a little more dynamic with their strikeouts and stuff. But Cole, Cole does it all. But the, the young guys in Seattle have been in talk of town lately. They didn't pitch like that in the first half of the year, but they're all pitching well now. Um, so a lot of fun what? names, but Cole. Cole's going to run away with it. Is there a triple crown for pitching? If so, what are those stats? ERA, innings, and Ks? That's probably, right? Well, I don't know about it. Would innings be that? I'm not sure. Would it be wins? ERA, Ks, and wins? wins. I was Which I feel like... Wins, ERA, and in, in innings, but... I guess we're all on computers, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the pitching... Like, pitching stats and, like, what actually matters... Wins so much and ERA. Yeah. Wins strikeouts. Yeah. Which like wins are not indicative of how good of a pitcher you are. Strikeouts, maybe. I mean, strikeouts and innings pitched are kind of go hand in hand because you're obviously gonna if the more innings you pitch, the more strikeout opportunities you have at least. Um and ERA is uh, still okay, but you know, wins are yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of new fancy ways to judge the same idea as ERA <laughs> that a lot more teams are paying attention to, and ERA is kind of an old school stat now. Yep. Aaron, do you have a rant for us? I do have a rant. I'm so excited you guys will let me do this, even though I did not tell you what it was. But I was listening to our podcast last week, um, had a lot of fun conversation. And this this comparison started, and it intrigued me, so I want to dive deeper into it. Um, Trout and Griffey, this is just cool. Uh, So age 31, who has more games played through their age 31 season, Griffey or Trout? Griffey. Griffey, Griffey, yes, by about 100 more games. Um, Home runs, Corey said last year, 368 to 460. Who has more RBIs? I mean, like with that much of a discrepancy in home runs, I feel like it's <laughs> got to be Griffey. It is Griffey. 940 <laughs> to 1335, so a whole bunch more. Uh, stolen bases, Trout edges out a little bit. OPS is tough to tell, but they're both well over 900. Um, defensive runs saved. Trout 57, Griffey 73. So right now, do you think if Trout, because Trout's hurt again, do you think if Trout retired right now, he is a Hall of Famer? Yes. Joe says yes. Yes. Jerry says yes. Um. Yes. I'm. Corey yeah. says yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled and it I up. Say, like, absolutely. yeah. His his war is way up there. His well, like and he's he's a something. career nine ninety four OPS. OPS. Yeah. Like yeah. ridiculous. So that's a career OPS. Yeah. So yeah. So right now we would say Trout could retire at age thirty one with those numbers and be Hall of Famer, no doubt. So here's where my rant starts. Andrew swear, Jones, I baby. I Andrew Jones. I tricked you all in. I sucked you <laughs> in. It is episode 25. Andrew Jones, War 25. His 25 just got 
retired by the Braves, and everything is trending in the right direction for him to finally get the the big hall call. Uh, if you look at Roland's voting history, Andrew's very similar trajectory, just a year or two behind him. And so we saw Roland start getting more and more love for his defense, his overall body of work, and uh, we all agreed that it's about time he got in. And so my rant is for Andrew Jones um, as we uh, celebrate episode 25. Because Andrew gets knocked all the time for what happened after he turned 31, um, which is just crazy because you all just said if Trout retired at 31, he would be no doubt a Hall of Famer. So Andrew Jones, through his age 31 season, which is his whole brave career and his one horrible year in L.A. when he couldn't stay healthy, um, through age 31 compared to Trout, he has almost 400 more games played. Compared to Griffey, he's uh, 250 more games. Home runs, he had more homers than Trout through his age 31 season. Griffey, of course, blew him away. Um, RBIs, he has almost 200 more RBIs than Trout through his age 31 season. Um, OPS is in the low 800s. That's the big difference. But defensive Mm. runs saved. Sorry, not a vote for me then. Trout, 57 defensive runs saved through his age 31 season right now. Griffey had 73 defensive runs saved. Andrew Jones had 246 runs saved as a defender. So he's five times better defensively, hit more homers, drove in more runs, and yet played 400 more games, and yet he's not in the Hall of Fame because age 32 to age 38, he wasn't that good of a player. Drives me crazy. That's my rant. So you guys all agree that Andrew Jones should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. And hang on. For whatever reason, we're hang still on, hang waiting. On, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang yes. on. Yes. How many defensive runs saved did Andrew Jones have? 246. And then how many uh-huh. did Griffey have? 73. Hmm. That's why he's not in, because you said he's five times better than a defender. It's actually really I said better three. than Trout. Better well, than we're Trout. going off of Griffey stats. We're no, not worried no, about I said Trout. Yeah. No, we're not worried about Trout. Trout. In... Trout's still playing. You all said Trout's a first battle Hall of Famer if he was done today. Did Griff did Jones I, retire at thirty one? Why does that matter? Like, that's that the, that's the point I don't get. No, that was the question. So if, Jones, if, if Trout retired right now, yeah, and Jones played. Jones played too long. He doesn't look good anymore. That that's a horrible argument. Start at nineteen, dominate for twelve years, Should and have five or six okay years, and end up with over four hundred homers as the best outfielder of all time. And you can't argue that. Stats say he's the best defensive alpha besides Willie Mays. Okay, besides Willie Mays. Go ahead. Well, one, reason, guys. one reason I said Trout would be Hall of Fame because I think the writers would somewhat factor in, hey, this guy, for whatever reason, retired super early. And, like, his numbers would get in there, like, 75% of the way, and the other 25% would be – you know, it's like um who's the dude that died in a plane crash and was young or was he even young? I don't know. He's already retired. Roy Halliday. Roberto no, Clemente. the Yeah, Roberto I think he's saying Roberto Clemente. Clemente, oh gotcha. <laughs> um Jeez. So that's I, I think that would factor a little bit into why they would vote him in. Like, oh, he his leg got chopped off and he couldn't play, but his numbers are so stinking <laughs> good. And I'm not saying I don't know what where that's going. It's like um, it's like when Jimi Hendrix dies at 26. Oh, he's the greatest guitar player of all time. Well, is he? I mean, he's really singing good, but 
you have like that oh they didn't get to complete their career type boost in their fandom or whatever i mean that correlation is so spot on everybody will understand where i'm coming from (laughs) i'm still trying to catch it (laughs) i i'm not saying andrew jones is not hall of fame i will say nobody cares about defense he hit you play that's the ozzy smith I'm not, I'm not saying Ozzy Smith. I mean, he is amazing, but um, <laughs> first battle Hall of Famer because of defense. Take Ozzy Smith, give him 400 homers. He's 100. percent He's 100 percent unanimous Hall of Fame. Okay, well, what 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 does defensive run saved even mean? I, explain that to me. If somebody else was in the outfield, 200 more runs they're going to score. Yeah, that's what's like that's over his career. It's a comparison to the like an average. Yes. Well, I would love to see. How they come to that number? I mean, the, you got you got a lot of guys drawing a lot of lines coming up. Yeah, you with do two hundred sixty. You hit, you play, and he did hit, but I mean, he's not hitting like Mike Trout. He's not hitting like Ken Griffey. I mean, his last six so, years, woof. Again, again, I would probably put him in. I mean, it's like. You know, we just recently had Brooks Robinson pass away, and he had, what, like 15, 16 gold gloves in a row? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Andrew had, what, 10? 10 straight, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I put him in, but I'm not, like, putting him on a pedestal of top five outfielder of all time. Would you like a definition of defensive run saves real quick? Yeah, I think our it. listeners would, yeah. Okay, so basically it takes the probability that a play is made so let's say if there is a fly ball that's hit to center field and it is caught 60% of the time, so that would be, you know, an, again, an expected batting average of 400. Um, if the center fielder makes the play, he basically gets 0. 0.4 bonus points. If he doesn't make the play, he gets docked 0. 0.6 points. And then they basically take that score and then figure out what league average is and adjust accordingly. So... Get that? <laughs> yeah, see... See, I I took all that information in, and it just makes me think that these defensive runs scored is is a stat that we don't even need to talk about. It sounds pretty irrelevant. I mean, it you gotta you, how much you gotta judge by is. your you gotta judge by your eye. So you want to give the Gold Glove to the guy who makes the the most the the, the number the most, like if 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 the guy the makes ten spectacular 10 plays. plays, but he has thirty errors, you want to give the Gold Glove to that guy. It's down. What's it all about? Make it yep. Sports Center. Okay. Um, Aaron, Andrew I have. Jones. I just. I just have one question, mostly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would like to preface it here. <laughs> I, I think everybody here on the pod probably agrees that Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. So I'm just wondering. I wasn't so hoping, sure. I was. I'm so wondering sure. who you hope hears this. Uh, to, to try I and sway there. Sure. I want all the BBWAA writers out there that have listen to the pod, obviously. Yeah, failed to vote bomb. for him. It makes absolutely no sense. Because the simplest argument is you put Ozzy Smith with 400 homers, you have Andrew Jones as far as defenders up the middle that played every day. Andrew Jones should have stopped when he was 29, actually. But why is that an argument? I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, he still had three years of his OPS over 100. Like, hopefully a thousand is what you mean. Yeah, OPS over over 100. You mean OPS plus? 
No, OPS is a hundred. OBP is a thousand. Wait, what are you OPS, talking about? OPS is a thousand also. OPS plus, sorry. Yes, I like the plus okay. off. Is that what you're saying? There you go. Yeah, let's just my bad. <laughs> what are you saying, I, Joe? My, my OPS is over a hundred, probably. <laughs> I think mine, even mine is. <laughs> what were you saying, Joe? Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, because you're kinda you're kinda on my boy Ozzy here. So I might have to come over and chat him tonight and show you what I learned in jujitsu. Oh class, no, hundred percent but... Ozzy Smith, first bout hall of well, fame. We all know that playing defense in the infield is like 400 times harder than playing defense in the outfield. Shortstop is... I, it's always you hit, you play. Hashtag merch. Have you but, ever seen a center fielder be like, eh, you can't handle it, go to shortstop? No, but you see, oh, you can't handle shortstop, go... Uh, what? what? What's your argument? I think you're making the argument. Yeah, I just made it for him. Okay, I see what you're saying. I was confused on what you're saying. Woof. I'm, no, that's fine. I trotting is, under a fly ball is easier than trying to judge a hop of 110 coming at you. That's fair. Okay, you know, I, won't over, I won't come so, over and attack you usually. But throw so, 400 overs. <laughs> yeah, hit you play. That's why he's in. I mean, if we want to talk about guys that maybe fall in this argument, I don't want to bring up Buster Posey again, but if you twist my arm, I might. Um, I'll twist it. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a guy that also. Your turn to rant. Um, it's not really a rant. I mean, I think he's a. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you you moved to the mic like you wanted to say something. Uh, but he did also retire young. Like he's was thirty four when he retired, and he was just like, you know what, I'm good. And like, there's something to respect in that. And certainly, his war is not that great, but catcher war is. Never good for some reason. They've not figured out a way to figure that out very good. But um, I mean, none of his none of his stats jump off the page. I mean, three hundred two batting average is pretty extraordinary. Rookie of the year MVP. Um, but he's also a guy that only played for twelve years. Um, granted, a little bit more physical position than any of the other ones. How many ships did he get? Three. All of them. But he did also, I mean, he did basically get his leg ripped off, uh, like you mentioned earlier, Joe. So it, it's, it's, there's, this is a guy that probably is, has felt the pain of this game and is like, I don't, I don't think I have anything left to prove. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. But, uh, a relatively short career, but I still think, in my opinion, easily a Hall of Famer. I think so. I don't really have anything else. The last last thing I'll say is for oh, that 10-year stretch of Andrew Jones, uh, Barry Bonds led the league in war in ten, those 10 years. A-Rod was second. We all know what they were doing. Andrew was third of the MLB in war in his 10-year prime. I mean, give the man some love. That doesn't make sense. That argument's dumb. You put... He was really bad after those years. He's not, though. Look at his stats. I just did. He had an OPS plus, over 100 with the White Sox, over 100 with the Rangers, and at 100. Oh, at 100 with the Rangers, over 100 with the Yankees. Like, he wasn't the superstar, but he wasn't bad. Could stay healthy. So, are you putting, are you putting Jim Edmonds in the hole? 
I was going to bring Edmonds into the conversation, but I figured Trout and Griffey's enough because I don't know Edmonds' career good enough to to say one way or the other. I really haven't looked. Check it, listeners. Check it out. Can you check it out? You know, we don't want to. We don't have to go up into a tangent yeah. here, but kind of similar. I mean, yep. he didn't. You know, Edmonds. Edmonds was good all the way to the end, um, but Andrew has better overall numbers. Are we ready for this week's edition? I'm ready. I can't wait. Of appreciate. Oh man, are we here State. already? Are we here already? Yeah. All right. Let me go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Kidding. I peed in the shower earlier. All right. So. Everybody, welcome to this segment, episode 25 of Appreciate a Reinstate, where we look at some things that used to happen in the game. Maybe they still happen a little bit in the game, but we look at some things that used to be a little more prevalent, and we're trying to decide do we appreciate that it used to be a part of the game and, and just leave it in the past and talk about it sometimes, or do we through massive social social media influence try to get these things reinstated back into the game Corey, you good no i'm not good because i just got a final score update on my phone so i'm doing pretty bad is that another comeback was that another comeback six to to five and ten braves win (laughs) thank you suzuki go go away (laughs) so this episode or this segment it came from a couple places. I had some help with this. Um, I will. I don't know if I was thinking about this before Cooney said it or not. I, I'm going to say I was thinking about it, so I don't give all the credit to Cooney. But um, my, I know my brother's a he's he's listening to all of our all of our pods. So shout shout out to our consistent listener there. He um he's Our been to a stadium. One. Hey, my dad. Oh, that's true. <laughs> hey, family. Family forever. So he's been to a stadium that we have not. At least I know I have not been to it. Um, he has been to the Denver, Colorado stadium. Has anybody here been to the Denver stadium? We need to hit that up no. sometime. Maybe when they're not complete trash. But um, Are they not that, complete trash this year? That'll be hard. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they'll move to Aspen or something, get better. But anyway, that was forever ago that he went to that game. And one of the things I remember him telling me about it was he found it so odd that they had, throughout the game, they had a lot of like gimmicks and stuff in between innings, like stuff you would see maybe at minor league stadiums or uh, and I don't remember what what they were, but you know we were used to going to Cardinal games where you're, you know, you win every year and you go there to watch the game because they're probably going to win. Well, he said they had so much stuff going on on the field that was not baseball that it was just really odd, right? So I had thought of that, right? I had remembered that, and then when we were in KC, I promise I'll get to the, the actual segment here in a second. When we were in KC, I think we were just walking around, probably looking for some. Um, 
really healthy food to eat. <laughs> and um, we were jabbering back and forth about maybe some future segments. And Cooney had brought up, I don't remember exactly what he said, but like um, some old promotions that the teams used to do. Cooney, do you remember exactly what he said? It was something like that, right? I was talking about if you'd ever seen the White Sox, and I'm trying to find them right now for specific examples. But yeah, there's some crazy um, disco demolition night. I think is what I was talking about. Okay, well, you're for Shrider and pretty heavy here, Kenny. <laughs> What's up? So I said you are foreshadowing. Oh, gotcha. By foreshadowing, I mean the shadow has now uh, <laughs> illuminated, left, and it's you're shining right on the actual product here. So I I couldn't find anything about like gimmicks during the game, like the sausage race Milwaukee does or or other things, which I think is what my brother was referencing. But I did uh, Google up some weird MLB <laughs> promotions that some teams have put on. And I got a PowerPoint, boys. Got a PowerPoint. So... Uh, listeners, I'll walk you through it. Viewers, you can uh, gaze upon the glory of this professionally built multimedia Microsoft PowerPoint. Um, okay, I gotta well, I gotta share my screen, right? That would be helpful. Yeah. All right. Let me know when you guys got that. Got it. So, do you have just the slide, or do you have the notes like off to the side? Just the just slide. The slide. Oh yeah. <laughs> so these these kind of get a little better as they go along, but um, I do want to give a shout out to where I I guess you could say I, I stole this stuff. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't say that. No one listens. It's a, okay. In an audio recording. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Yep. Uh, I'll give a shout out to thisgreatgame.com. There's a lot of top ten lists of like worst MLB promotions, but I found a lot of it through their website. So I got what the promotion was and the year that it was there. But for our listeners, this is in 1976, the Chicago White Sox decided to try shorts on their players. And it's one of the grossest looking things I've ever seen. I don't know what what our other guys here think, but um, long story short, nobody liked him. The, the players didn't like him. I'm assuming the fans didn't like him. Uh, they they went away pretty quick, but that was one. I, I guess you wouldn't really call that a promotion, but something they tried out that didn't take hold. What are you guys' thoughts on the shorts? I would hate playing in shorts just due to sliding and stuff, but what do you think? You got the hands going. Just go. <laughs> I've talked a lot. I think they look atrocious. I'm all in. Yeah. I, I would rock those shorts like crazy. And it's the uh, it's the flip down collar too that yeah. adds to it. That's 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 the collar for me right there. Yeah, I mean i've I've played softball in shorts, and like it's a great idea until you slide, and then it's not. Um, then you very yeah, much regret it. Are you still not that. healed? Um. I, I I felt like there was a rule in high school about how you couldn't even wear shorts to practice, but I don't think that lasted very long. But I maybe I made that up. But um, yeah, I mean it's not great, and I it's it doesn't look like baseball, so I'm out on shorts. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 
David, yeah, any thoughts? Jared's no, a fashionista of the group. You'll um, you'll see a pattern here. I don't know what was going on in the seventies, um, but well, there's some there's some weird ideas. So my next one I got for you here. <laughs> this one, uh, if uh, guys, listeners, if I say the word scrapper, what does that make you think of? Just off the cuff. I'm a scrapper. Like you're scrappy? Tony Gwynn, Louisa Rise, people that are hard to strike out. We're talking (laughs) specifically about baseball. Well, we're not specifically talking about baseball, and I can tell you guys would be in quite a bit of privilege because scrapper around my neck of the woods. That means you find random pieces of metal and you turn it in for cash. And you get no so, money nowadays. So, <laughs> Hey, pitch since pound, dude. Anyway, um, the next one I have here was, um, I believe this was by the Mets at the Polo Grounds. And on uh, September 26, 1942, kids could bring scrap metal to the game and uh, get in. Does anybody know why they would have this promotion? World War Two. World War Two. That was a poopy time. Um. So yeah, I got a picture of a. I don't know if this is from the day of. I may have just found a random black and white scrap metal looking picture offline. But is that your mom right there? This is wow. this is this is Pike County. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty Pike County twenty twenty three looks like New York in nineteen forty two. Yes. <laughs> that's he's talking about all the uh, privilege that we have that he doesn't yeah. have right now. Yeah. Oh, right now? No, I got plenty. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, apparently the kids got like there's a a huge number of kids that did this, and they got confused about what inning it was, and they rushed the field in the eighth inning and. Um, the Mets had to, for- or the the giant New York Giants at that time had to forfeit the game. So, I bet they were. Uh, yeah, I guess the U.S. Army was was cool with the uh, promotion, but maybe not Mets fans, Giants fans. But priorities, right? The next one, we're jumping back to the seventies, and um, I couldn't pull up a picture for this one because I, know we gotta, <laughs> I was wondering if it was coming. We got to stay. Um, PG for our credentials to stay intact. So May 20th, oh, 1977. No. Um, let me make sure I got the right team here. This was this was Atlanta. <laughs> wow, Cooney, you like you like to follow the <laughs> you like to follow the wholesome teams. Anyway, <laughs> wet t-shirt night, May 20th, 1977. Um, a crowd of eleven thousand four hundred fifty-one showed up. The Braves got beat thirteen to four, and I think the wet T-shirt contest took place after the game. And a preacher's daughter won. Yeah, that's what my bio says as well. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, I don't think we're going to see that happen. I don't know. I Times are weird. Maybe was. we'll see that. I feel like it might have been a little nippy, but you know who knows. Oh, so weird promotion. Totally normal. For the record, the Braves were sixty-one and one hundred and one that year. 
So they were, uh, that is also the, the year that Ted Turner fired the manager and he managed for one game. He, like he, he actually went down the dugout dressed up and was manager. And they actually made a rule after that. Then MLB kicked Ted Turner off the, out of the manager's box and said that owners could no longer manage the teams, which I always thought was weird. But when weird. you're, when you're that bad and your owner's Ted Turner, you do whatever you can to entertain fans. And this was a poor choice. Yeah. And the, the pattern of our team really sucks. Let's try to do something to get fans here. It was kind of a common theme throughout some of these promotions that I saw. The next promotion, which um, I actually thought was pretty cool when we saw this. Yeah, at the, reinstate this. <laughs> yeah, when we saw this at the uh, the World Baseball Classic, now there's probably only a couple thousand rather than um, how many of these mother bears did they give out? Um, guessing a lot. So this is June 19th. The uh, Marlins versus the Rays. They handed out the Vuvulas. Am I saying that right? Vuvulas? Vuvuzelas. Yeah, you don't have it spelt right on the screen there. I don't think so. Vuvuzelas. Should be a Z, not a third V. My bad. That third V should be a Z. I don't know what a Vuvuzela is. Well, anyway... um. I guess I should have some of these more recent ones. I should have looked up like clips, but so we were at the world baseball classic. And again, you know, we saw some Hispanic teams going, is this a purely Mexican thing or is it like all Southern South America? Does anybody know? Jaylee? The whole thing. Wow. Whole thing. I know so, it's big in a world cup, a FIFA world cup. And then I feel like it's just blown up since then. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's a good point. But we, and it may not even been a couple thousand, it may have been less than that that we saw, and they were loud. Like I mean, I could, 40. if somebody, if somebody said they were annoying, you know, you couldn't really argue with them. Um, some people love them. I didn't have a problem with them, but, you know, let's just say there's 20,000 people getting these at a game, blowing on those things. That would be. In a indoor stadium, too. Yeah. Yeah. As a player, I guess as a, as anybody inside that stadium, that would be pretty rough. Skipping on to our next one. Got a picture here. Tommy Lasorda and two umpires. So this took place on August 10th, 1995. They had ball night. And I think the number I saw was like every fan got one. 53,000 of these things were handed out. And. 50,000 ended up on the field. Yeah, you can kind of see where this is going. Um, Fans are. It only takes like a couple fans to be really dumb and then people follow suit. But mm-hmm. yeah, all these balls started getting thrown around. Um, I think there was some bad calls, quote unquote. Angel Hernandez was there. And anyway, the Dodgers ended up having to forfeit the game to the Cardinals and because all these balls were being fly, flown around. So we haven't seen that promotion since 1995 and probably won't. Here's the aforementioned uh, Disco Demolition Night that Aaron spoke of. Again, back to the 1970s, 1979, the White Sox again. Um, I guess a lot of people liked the disco in the, in the 70s, and a lot of people hated disco in the 70s. So their promotion was bring your albums and we'll blow them up. <laughs> That's kind of the story I got. 
pretty much. And they their turnout was like ten times what they thought it was, and it was a a double header where they had to forfeit the second game because of all the destruction that had taken place on the field. You know, you wonder what some of these people were thinking in the seventies. Uh, and then the last one I had before we get more into the discussion of appreciating it or reinstating it um, was 10 cent beer nights. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> June 4th, 1974. Uh, Cleveland front office decides to have 10 cent beer night. Their, uh, their uh, attendance doubled their average for that night. And I'll just read a short paragraph. Throughout the game, drunken fans interrupted the game, shed their clothes, streaked the field, others threw objects towards the players. Um, a lot of stuff getting thrown on the field, people on the field. Anyway, they um, Cleveland ended up having to forfeit that game as well due to all the commotion that that, that caused. So I doubt we see any. Got $10 beer. That's probably cheap nowadays in the stadium, but no more 10 cent beer. So hopefully you guys were kind of thinking as we went through here, and I'll stop the share now. And listeners, definitely interested in what you think. Maybe my thought was we'd, we'd kind of go around and think, you know, what would your promotion be and how crazy would you get with that promotion? <laughs> uh, I can't wait to hear Jared's. <laughs> I will say you want to really see some crazy stuff. Uh, let me pull up the one I kept go into minor league team promotions. So, you know, you got much less, um, you know, I think with the MLB becoming more and more of like one unit where you probably have a lot of oversight, not just team oversight, but league oversight. A lot of these things have scaled back on what they're allowing teams to do, but it seems like you get a little less of that with the minors. Plus there's just so many other teams and so many ideas they're trying to get people in with. Um, so that's a rabbit hole if you want to look at some crazy stuff. <laughs> One I kept was, uh, let me read it for you here. The Altoona Curve, the AA affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates, hosted Awful Night. The promotion aim was to give the customer a bad experience. The first 1,000 fans got a picture of the general manor- manager's gallbladder. One fan was awarded the actual gallbladder of the general manager. <laughs> So, Gross. with that in mind, what uh, what do you guys think about this topic? I th- I'll, go, I'll I'll go first if you want like a little more time. No, nah, I can go. Um, go. I think the promotions don't need to be too crazy. Like, I think we're at a pretty good spot where we are in the major leagues, at least. Like, if I go. To a major league game, I'm expecting a certain experience. If I go to a minor league game, I, I certainly expect the um the gallbladder picture. Be... No, no, <laughs> the maybe not that. No, <laughs> that that's a bit extreme. But like you see the minor league teams that have the like one off jerseys Frost that are just check night. outrageous, outrageous. Didn't, there was one where like the manager, general manager, got on the PA system and got his prostate checked at the game. I don't know if you guys. Yeah. But, that's an impractical but, jokers episode there. That, that too. But uh, like, there's there's a minor league team. Oh my gosh. Um, 
that did like a cow uniform and um the the okay here we go the Wisconsin Utter Tuggers um and I think that's like a one off or one or one or two or three games they they go by the Wisconsin Utter Tuggers um <laughs> so I I mean I love that but again as a minor league thing like I I think major leagues should and are held to a little bit higher standard as far as what their promotions and their giveaways who did like the utter tuggers are. play that night i don't know man let me just aaron I, do you uh, know no <laughs> i thought it was another animal or cow themed but know. i just want to hear Corey say utter tuggers again <laughs> i'll say utter tuggers as long as many times as you want me to but like Kaylee i looks think disgusted Especially you guys, like I'm a big fan of just like the minor league teams doing a bunch of different promotions. Like I have a lot of weird minor league team hats. They did a crossover with Marvel this past year. Uh, They've done a lot of the like uh, Latino heritage stuff, which I really like the hats that they do. Um, I like the fact that they can basically have free range to kind of do whatever they want with their uniforms and with their names for a game or two or three or four. And like, it's a great way to sell merch. I, I imagine they don't sell a lot of just like their standard team merch. Like if they can do something unique, like the utter tuggers, you're going to sell some merch there. Um, I think I've even like, if a movie's coming out, I think I've seen minor league teams like get promote, like they will promote movies and like do special uniforms for that. I feel like there was a, Ninja Turtles thing, but I might just be making that up because I want it to be true. Um, but uh, I think we're we are right where we need to be. So if you're asking me to appreciate or reinstate, I would appreciate the wild things we've done in the past because I think where we're at is the perfect spot to be. So what would your what would your promotion be? I mean, I again, like I think you can just say it's a hat with a cow on it. I mean, but what? Well, your creative director I, for I, Chicago I love, right now. What is yeah, it? it has others actually sticking at the top. Um, I'm like again, I, like I think for the major league teams, like it's nothing fancy. Like it's it's a it's like some sort of ode to a previous player, or it's like you give away. It seems like when you guys went to Kansas City, especially since they are struggling with attendance, like those giveaways are a little bit more significant than than teams that have consistently good attendance. Like you're not going to give away, I don't think, jerseys or like because it seems like what you guys got were like full blown, like decent jerseys. They were nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not going to get that at a, a, a stadium that is able to bring people there to watch good baseball and the Royals are fine. Um, but like eight and two, the last 10, baby. Yeah. But, uh, it seems like the, the, the worst teams are the, the bigger their kind of promotions and giveaways are in order to try and bring people to the stadium. Cause what, I mean, your, your jerseys are nice. It probably costs them like $8 a Jersey. If that to make, and they expect you to probably spend that much on food and drinks and whatever else you guys are are doing while you're there. But um, 
I, I don't have anything specific in mind, but I do just love like the one or two game rebrand. Um, maybe not for the Cubs, but uh, you know the 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 big major league Cubs. But it, the Cubs minor leagues team names, like most of them, are also the Cubs. Not that exciting. <laughs> that that would be my thing. It's like make your minor league teams more more fun. Um, like one of them's the Smokies, the Tennessee Smokies, and you got the Iowa Cubs, which is their Triple A, and it's just like give me something unique. Maybe, here, but... maybe the next time Cubs have promotion, it could be like can of corn night or something like that. I'm gonna leave this call. No. Bye, guys. Puny, what? Give us your um. I want to know, like, how can we pull off like? A fan raffle where you get to be a hitter for an inning. Like the first 10,000 show up, enter your name in a raffle, and then the seventh inning, two outs, no matter what's going on in the game. And next up, mm-hmm. sit in seat 312, Joe Otwell. And it counts. Like you, get a, you get a one out uh, contract, and then that's it. But for reals, I think. A cool crossover would be like uh, NBA jerseys, uh, NBA themed jerseys. Which I think did the White Sox do that with the Bulls, or am I imagining that, or am I just we've talked about this before, maybe? But like, if you've got an NBA team, uh, like if the Dodgers would do Lakers night or something, and the Dodgers play with Kobe Bryant jerseys or something, you know that theme, not like an actual basketball jersey, but shape, you know, color code the the Dodgers stuff too. To the Lakers stuff, or you could do, you know, Knicks and Mets, stuff like that. Get some crossover going between the the major sports. I think mm-hmm. fans would, would eat that up as far as like merchandise sales. That's where I'd be for an actual one that makes sense. What do you think, Jaylee? Um, probably the first time I'm just gonna say appreciate. Um I'll be honest, I don't really care too much about the promotions. Like, kind of to Corey's point, I'm just kind of there for the game. Whatever they decide to throw at me for free, I'm always a fan of. But mm-hmm. you don't have to really give me anything to come into the door. Um, And then if I have to make something up, the only thing that came to my mind was like, a, for those fans who think that they can do it better than the professionals, a pro versus Joe style type of thing. Maybe take a guy who's perf- like recently just retired with the team or is on the Take someone like Mickey who's going to retire and then like you have some random guy come and try and strike him out after the game or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I like that. I wouldn't even take like somebody close to retirement. I would take I would take Jordan Hicks and be like, all right, here's come, here's 104. Some of the yeah. other guys, see if you can hit this. If not, you you can never come back to the stadium. And you, you're just surveying the stands throughout the game, and whoever's wearing Cardinals stuff, mouthing the Cardinals players, their name gets thrown in the bucket. And every time you mouth your home team fan, your name gets entered into a chance to face Cardinals pitcher. And then Joe will be guaranteed to go yeah, out there and get struck out. So. 95% <laughs> Joe Outwell. It's in the 10,000 tickets the and 9,500 of them are mine. Yeah. Well, so I would probably say, I mean, everything I brought up tonight would definitely be like uh, appreciate. And I, um, I actually love all the merch. Anytime I go to a game and I get a hat or a shirt or something, assuming it 
remotely fits you know sometimes they get outrageous with the sizes but um i love that stuff so i'm kind of like Corey. it's in a good spot with what they give out you know bobblehead and stuff are cool i got some giveaways behind me over here but uh and then me and aaron were on the exact same wavelength because that was my idea too you know the fan gets entered into either i i, I thought hit or pitch maybe maybe make that fan choice or whatever but um man wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> that would be such that's the ultimate ultimate fan experience you know doubt that ever happens and unless like jeff bezos buys his way onto a team or something but yeah that's where mine went to promotion to get in a bat in an actual game or get on the mound in an actual game and then obviously hit a bomb or strike the other guy out with your heat yeah, right right well that's a good topic sounds like we're all uh appreciate where it's at don't need to reinstate anything crazy, uh, but it's a fun conversation yeah. for sure. There was a kind of on that same vein. There was I, I tried to Google it, and I'm not sure what the right words to Google are. But there was a, a a tweet years ago where it was like, you know, instead of celebrities throwing the last or the first pitch, let's have celebrities coming in through the last pitch. So it's like somebody's got two strikes, and like here comes Danny DeVito. Here comes Fitty Sit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a three-two count, tie ball game, bases loaded, fifty cents, or Danny DeVito, or Whoever is coming in to throw the last pitch of the game, it's just like that. You see, uh, Stephen A. Smith bounce it. Yeah, but uh, so that's that's you know just some of the ridiculousness. Um, but let's uh, let's move on to the final regular season weekend predictions. Let me find where let's we're at it. last week. And go ahead. Somebody saying something. No, no, I said let's do it. Okay. So last week, we had a real opposite ends of the spectrum here. Um, Joe, yeah. 0, for, 0 for 5. Uh, what Jared, a joke. Jared, 1 for 4. Um, 1 and 4. I was 4 and 1. Aaron was 4 and 1. Um, which brings our yearly total to... Aaron was 58, running away with it. I, the guy who for the longest time was <laughs> under 500, am in second place with 53. Please don't tell me I dropped. I am 53 and 53. I am at 500 and in second place. I'm the only one over 500 yes. at our baseball podcast, baseball prediction contest. Yes. All right. Joe with 51 and Jared with 50. But the good news is there are 10 points available this week in our special. What? Yeah, it's it's in Who the made agenda. These rules. I should be able to just take the it's take in the, the agenda night off and win. There's always uh, a, there's always a bonus points at the end. So yeah. there are ten Everything. points available in this uh, this week's weekend predictions. Uh, we will still have our regular five weekend series predictions. We will also be guessing the whoever gets the last two in the NL wild card, and it is going to be. Second and third. It's not like you if you guess a team. Like I'm gonna need to know who you're saying gets second in the wild card, and I'm gonna need to know who gets third in the wild card. Uh, we're gonna be. Did you who did you vote before tonight's game? Yes. My votes are locked in. Just check it. Uh, we will be voting who gets last the last two in the AL wild card and who wins the AL West. So two for the NL wild card, two for the AL wild wild card. One for the AL West, and then five for the. I'm doing. I'm doing hand motions over here that nobody can see. 
five for the normal <laughs> weekend predictions. Let's just go ahead and start so you can explain that to me when we get yeah. to I the I didn't actual. understand that's what that was on the agenda, but now I got you. Yeah. So uh, every series also is includes a team or two that is involved in the races to, to, to conclude the season. We're going to start off with the Marlins at Pirates. I think it's a pretty easy choice. Don't knock on wood. I'm going to take the Marlins because the Pirates were good for a couple of weeks. Marlins. Marlins. Good choice. Marlins. Marlins. Okay. Cooney's going to price us right this thing just so he can't lose. No. All right, moving on to the Cubs at Brewers. So the Brewers, Brewers. Have basically, okay, oh, thank you, sorry. Joe. Uh, the Brewers have basically locked up the Central and have almost no shot of getting one of the two buys. So if I were them, I'd rest their players. I don't think they will, but I, if I were them, I would. But regardless, I'm going to take the Cubs. Cubs. Brewers I was going to say Joe. I was going to say Brewers until you just said all that, Joe or Corey. I'll still go Brewers, but you might be onto something there. With the, they may well, not play so, the whole game. At least they might. Yeah, take them out early. Uh, next is the Astros at D backs. starting back to back games. No, that. I don't. Man, I so Fangraphs wasn't working. Fangrass, if you're listening, figure it out because I have a lot of problems with your website. You always ask me to pay for it, and I don't, so maybe this is why. But uh, so they I do watch; go... they sabotage you the last weekend. Yeah. So I had to go to some other website. I'm guessing they just don't have a, a starter announced for one of those games. All right. Um, Astros at D-backs. I think the Astros are making a push for that first place in the West, so I'm going to take the Astros. I assume Jared's taking the D-backs. Um, Astros. D-backs. So, now that we have gone through all of the NL teams in our weekend predictions, I would want, I want to switch gears here and go for who we think are going to get second and third in the NL wildcard. I have the D-backs getting second and the Cubs getting third, which is basically... Staying as it is right now. So, Jared, second and third in the NL wild card. That's what I had. Perfect. Joe? Second and third in the NL wild card. Maybe Aaron wants to go while Joe contemplates. I'm looking over who the Reds play. I got Arizona. Arizona two, Marlins three. I think the Marlins could sweep the Pirates. Cubs and Brewers beat up on each other. The Pirates, Pirate, and the Marlins get to pass them. I'll do. I'll just go. What it is now? Arizona, Chicago. Yeah. All right. We will move on to our fourth series then, which is the Rays at Blue Jays. I'm gonna stay on my Rays on good train. Take the Blue Jays. Like the Rays. What are we picking here? Rays at Blue Jays. Oh, we're back to okay. My bad. Um, yeah, Rays. Blue Jays. 
All right. And then the last series, maybe the most important one of the weekend, Rangers at Mariners. Um, Big four game, huh? Yeah. The Rangers have burned me, or the sorry, the Mariners have burned me twice, and they didn't. But I'm, I'm back on the Mariners train. I think the Rangers, too streaky for me. I'm taking the Mariners. I also took the Mariners. They've been burning me too, but I'm taking them again. I'm taking the Rangers. All right. So now our second bonus here is the uh, second and third place into the AL wildcard. I have the Blue Jays and Mariners as my second and third place team in the AL wildcard. Jared? That's actually what I had to. Oh, we're so cute. I will go Houston, Seattle. Aaron? Not I clearly. have blue I have blue Jace Seattle as well. And finally, who do we think wins the AL West? I have the Astros, which leaves the odd man out of the playoffs with the two and a half game lead right now in the West. The Rangers. I think they're going to lose out. I have the Rangers. Of course, you don't have the Astros. Um, Rangers. I got D-backs beating the Astros and the Rangers beating the Mariners. And I guess by default, I got to put the Rangers in the West. If I got the, if I got the Rangers winning, yeah. Houston losing. So that's a lot to recap. Uh, we'll figure <laughs> it out next week. There's 10 things. There's 10 points on the board. Aaron's got a five-point lead, but it's anybody's ball game. Um, we'll see who gets the first pick in the World Series snake draft that's maybe happening this week. Ooh, spoiler alert. Oh, uh, yeah. Should we spoil? Yeah. Be on the lookout early next week. We're going to try to get a postseason preview preview show in on Sunday night so that we can have the next uh, next episode talking about the upcoming postseason hopefully have it dropped before the postseason starts since we predicted the regular season so well we wanted to give you guys a postseason exactly preview prediction now that it's down to a third of the teams we might be able to figure something out we'll see (laughs) Cleveland baby Joe still go Cleveland to win the World Series by 15 games. It's going to be fun. Of course, Corey has Toronto over Cleveland in the World Series. So who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be fun. Jared, you got any final words? Uh, nope. Perfect. Until next time, don't forget to rake your, your position. Position. Man, man, man. Very dirty. I put a fence up.